Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. All right, welcome back, everyone. On today's episode of Invest Savvy, we want to talk about the estate plan as part of your overall financial roadmap. And if you're like me, when you hear the word estate, you picture some grand house with lots of acreage, maybe some crazy relatives out of a Dickens novel gossiping about the silver. Well, maybe that's just me. But really, an estate plan is something that everyone should consider. So I'm going to talk to Tom and Christian today to learn more. As a heads up, once we started discussing this topic, we found that we had lots to say. So next month, we'll continue our estate planning discussion in episode eight. For now, let's start at the beginning with what is an estate plan? Thanks, Brooke. When we think about an estate plan, it's basically a plan on how to distribute and manage our property after we pass away or becoming incapacitated. Everybody needs an estate plan. And just like you mentioned, Brooke, whether you're a high net worth family or working family, working individual, we want to make sure your assets are disposed of as per your wishes instead of the state that you reside in, making those decisions for you and your family. You can take control of that process and make sure that the charities or people you care about get your assets, whether that's a retirement account or a non-retirement account, real estate, family business, or even all of the above. You know, well done. Estate management can make a huge difference. It can enable you to spell out your healthcare wishes in ways that may help ensure they're carried out even if you're unable to communicate. And it can help you ensure that your assets go to the beneficiaries you choose without the endless legal wrangling that can tie up your estate and cause deep divisions within your family. Through effective estate management, you can avoid the needless legal expenses and you can provide for loved ones who may not be protected otherwise. Christian, can you give an example of an estate plan that could be considered complicated? A complicated estate plan has one or all of these three things. Firstly, real estate, which could include multiple properties, vacation home, and or investment property. Number two is a big family. When there are many different interests, opinions, and histories, it can make the estate settlement process more complicated. The last thing that comes into play is perhaps a family business. Size of business increases complexity. Whether it's a small local business or large holdings with international ownership and tax issues, you want to make sure that all the beneficiaries are ready to inherit and manage those assets responsibly. I'm definitely getting a Dickens vibe here. I'm picturing all the greedy relatives hovering over the dying aunt, waiting for the will to be read, but I digress. Tom, what would be an example of a simple estate plan? When, you know, you don't think you'll have people squabbling over your retirement assets or maybe that antique clock. Sure. You know, the first thing to look at is your investments or your assets and make sure every one of your investments has a named beneficiary. With retirement plans like 401ks and IRAs, Roth IRAs, life insurance and investment accounts, 
you should be able to name a beneficiary and you should do a review to make sure the correct person you want or need is your beneficiary. But that's a good starting point. That would be a simple estate just to make sure you have those beneficiaries in place. So from there, you might ask yourself, do I need to establish a trust? Now that question we could go back and forth with, but bigger than having a trust is the estate management documents that we'll talk about in a little bit. There's a healthcare document, there's financial documents, and they're gonna center around a will, a power of attorney, healthcare directives. And that's really what you wanna concentrate on in a simple estate plan, making sure you have those documents in order. At the end of the day, it's important to remember that everybody needs an estate plan. And like Tom mentioned, that includes all those different elements in terms of decisions for your medical care, legal title to your assets, and for possible trustee responsibilities. By the way, designating a trustee is a very important decision. You want to pick somebody that's very responsible, has your interests in mind, and will take care of those assets and people you care about as the trustor. There are a few key decisions and questions that will need to be made, such as how will those assets be managed? What's the strategy for the account, income or growth? Are there any tax implications, whether income, estate tax? All are important. Great. Thank you both. Let's go over some of the terms and vocabulary associated with estate planning. Christian, tell me, what is a will and why is it different from a living will? A will directs where your assets are going, but it's important to understand that a will is superseded by account titling and beneficiary designations. A will is a set of instructions, but you need to understand the hierarchy of asset transfer. All those interests have priority in the eyes of the state as to who gets which assets ahead of a will. On the other hand, a living will or medical directive provides for medical instructions. These documents give instructions on the type of treatment allowed if you're not able to communicate your wishes. For instance, it can direct organ donations, pain management, uh, DNR decisions, do not resuscitate decisions. A living will is about medical treatment. A will impacts the disposition of your assets. So both these estate items are important and should be included in your legal documents versus any kind of informal handwritten note. So we're back to Dickens where a handwritten note could just throw the whole family into chaos. I love a good podcast when we're quoting Dickens. <laughs> so when it comes to setting up beneficiaries for IRAs or annuities, what's the process there? So a beneficiary designation will indicate a specific person that's going to inherit the account. Every retirement account will have a beneficiary. It's required. A taxable joint account, on the other hand, will share interest in that account, whether equally or not equally, based on tenancy in common or rights of survivorship. After that, the directions of the will will come into play. So in the eyes of the state of California, for instance, they will follow that priority. You want to make sure that the right people are getting the right assets, because if you forgot about a beneficiary due to divorce or some other issue, you run the risk of disinheriting your children or other heirs. It's really important. The beneficiary designations are close to impossible to change. We've seen situations where the wrong heirs inherit assets, and it's really unfortunate. Oh, so now we're into the story of the house that was entailed and then went to the distant male cousin. Okay, but let's talk through trusts. What are they and when should they be set up? Tom? Well, like a will, 
a living trust is a legal document that lets you distribute your possessions to people and organizations after you die. So a living trust is created while you're still alive and it goes into effect when the trust documents are signed and this is the important part, the trust is funded. Now, what that means is when you've transferred registration of an asset into the trust, believe it or not, a lot of people forget to fund their trust after they set it up. So now the trust owns the property you put into it, but you're still allowed to maintain control. You could put most type of assets into a living trust as long as they have value. For example, you could put your home, your bank accounts, jewelry, stocks, and you can also use a living trust to appoint a custodian to manage gifts you leave to your minor children, arrange childcare, or make plans for your pet's care after your death. So unlike a will, assets held in a living trust do not have to go through probate before being distributed to your beneficiaries. And this can help your loved ones avoid what is often a lengthy, expensive public process. Oh, no one wants to put their dog through that. No, not at all. Okay, then. What is probate? Well, that's an important question. Probate is the legal process of reviewing the asset of a deceased person and determining their inheritors. It typically focuses on the existence, authenticity, and validity of a will. However, probate can be initiated with or without a will. So if you do not have a will, it's called intestate. Without having a will, it will be up to the judge to decide who gets what. And obviously that sounds awful and something we'd want to avoid. Yes, and not to mention the associated legal fees. If you have a will, probate will still be required, but you would essentially be telling the judge what is your will for your estate, what you'd like to have happen with these assets. And while this process is going on, your estate is paying for attorneys, providing a public record of your assets so that any creditors that might want to speak against your estate would have a chance to go in front of the judge. And it's going to take time. Now, probate typically lasts anywhere from a few months to more than a year, and it can cost between 5 to 10% of the overall estate's value. So having the will is not the be-all and end-all. You still would have to go before a probate judge, and the judge would use your will as sort of a table of contents to move through the process. Your will would still become a matter of public record in most cases. Is that right? Yes. However, having the correct estate plan and named beneficiaries will help you avoid this topic. The key here is to avoid higher costs, publicity, and lost time. Those are the three watchouts that occur when things go through probate. Got it. So you could have some of your assets go through probate and others that are just nicely wrapped up with a bow by having done the homework beforehand and getting them all set financially. Exactly. Bow is better. If there's a bank account, you can sign a TOD or transfer on death form to keep those funds out of probate. With real estate or other important assets, consider a living trust and make sure that will is done as well. All right. You mentioned TOD, transfer on death. Can you talk a little more about that? That's the document for non-retirement accounts that designates a specific beneficiary to inherit that account when the owner passes away. And Tom, what does it mean when the letters J-T-W-R-O-S appear on a contract? 
Yeah, that means I'm going to receive a call when I open a new account for a client that has a joint registration. <laughs> as soon as they receive their first confirmation, they will call me and ask, why does it say JTWROS after our names? And what that means is joint tenants with rights of survivorship. This is an account registration where two or more people each hold an undivided interest. Basically, it's owned equally. So this designation is useful because if one person dies, the other can assume ownership without the property having to go through probate. So it's instantaneous. That's right. Yep. All right. And what advice can you both give to tie into today's episode? When the time is right, have the conversation with your heirs on what they might inherit and work with them to make sure they can receive those assets with a mindset of stewardship. Help them understand the source of those funds, whether hard work or saving diligently. Try and pass on your values along with your assets. As always, make an effort to speak with a legal or tax professional to make sure you get it done right. You only pass away once. And I would say, keep calm and carry on. You still have time. And so I know we talked about a lot of different topics today, and it may seem intimidating, but that's why we're here, to help you determine the best course of action. Let's rewind and talk through the points we covered in today's episode. Christian, what's an estate plan and why is it important? So an estate plan is part of your financial plan. It distributes your assets in accordance with your wishes. And we've covered some vocabulary words like... A living will is a document that details your care prior to passing away. Medical directive, that's a type of medical instruction that sets out the plan for care both end of life and if you become incapacitated. And a trust. A trust is a legal document that lets you distribute your possessions to people and organizations after you die. A living trust is created while you're still alive and goes in effect when the trust documents are signed and again, the trust is funded. A power of attorney allows you to appoint a person or organization to take care of your financial affairs when you're unable to do so. It is also sometimes called durable because it includes specific language that allows it to remain in effect or take effect if you become mentally incompetent. TOD is transfer on death. It's a beneficiary form for non-retirement accounts. JTWROS is something you see atop your alphabet soup. Actually... It's a type of ownership of real or personal property where two or more people each hold an undivided interest. There are nine community property states in the United States, including California and Washington. If you live in one of those nine states, understand how it will impact your estate plan versus common property states. And probate is something to be avoided and why we're having this conversation today. It's an expensive and time-consuming legal process and its purpose is to make clear who inherits the deceased person's property and to make sure valid debts and taxes are paid. Tom and Christian, thank you for all this good information and for putting up with my 19th century novel references. As we mentioned at the top of the episode, we have more to discuss about estate planning. So we'll continue our discussion in the next episode, covering taxes, pitfalls and horror stories, and the all important question, can I do this planning by myself? You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. 
We invite you to follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant, to like and follow. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast Podcasts are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 